right, welcome back to another episode of Table Talks, where deeper conversations are something highly sought after but rarely explored. And I have with me, as always, my lovely co-host, Alyssa. Hi, pumpkins. Hi, baby. How are you? I'm all right. Okay. Do you want to dive into um, our tea, even though our tea is a little bit more personal this week? <laughs> I don't know if I have, like, that much tea, just because... I I said last episode, I have a lot going on. I just dealt with, like, some loss um, as of late. So, kind of just being okay where I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, I definitely blew up, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is so unlike me. I, I'm very, like, even-keeled, and I was getting so agitated at the laundry of all things. Um, it's okay. It can I'm be ar- the smallest thing that, like, set us off, so. I'm already so bad with laundry, but... It made it so much worse when I was, like, kind of putting all that stuff to the wayside to take care of what I was dealing with. And I tried to... At- I attempted to do some sweaters. I was like, okay, we'll do, a, like, a load of sweaters or whatever because it's cold out. I had to hand wash a sweater. <laughs> it's acrylic, so I'd hand wash a sweater so you're it didn't per- shrink. You're very particular with your sweaters, though. I try to follow but the that's instructions. Because, well, that's also because you pay good money for your sweaters. I do. I've been trying to stop buying, like, fast fashion and buy, like, good clothes mm-hmm. that maybe cost me more money but will last me a lot longer. Yeah. Um, and I have been buying more, like, cotton and less polyester. And cotton can go in the washing machine and dryer, but acrylic is... A lovely material for a sweater, but you do typically have to hand wash it because it will shrink. Yeah. Um, I hate hand washing. I have not <laughs> hand washed something in I don't even know how long. And I made a gigantic mess. There was water all over the sink and the floor. And then you're not supposed to, like, I at least from what I understand, you're not supposed to, like, wring things out. Like, it's no, not like it's a towel. To, like, you're supposed to, like, squeeze it. You're just supposed it, to squeeze it. it, and that's it. And this sweater was so filled with water. Did you put a towel underneath it when you hung it up? Well, you're not supposed to hang it up. You're supposed to lay it dry, and I don't have a drying rack. Oh. So then I'm, I'm like, I had it hung up, and it was dripping, and I was trying to, like, squeeze everything out. And then the water was going down my arm, and I was getting so pissed off about that. <laughs> I was like, why am I getting wet? This is so stupid. <laughs> and so then I, I laid it flat, and then I tried that, and that didn't, well, I wasn't happy with that. So then I tried to hang it back up again in a different spot. <laughs> and it was and like, that, no. Yeah, I must have gone back and forth, and I literally, like, looked at my partner, and I was like, you need to come help me. Like, I'm going to lose my fucking shit right now. (laughs) Cabinet doors. Cabinet doors, I found, are good as step-in drying racks. I know it seems really weird. Can you explain that? So, like, you know how two cabinet doors will open the same way? Yeah. But there's there's usually some space. If you just lay it over, it's kind of like a drying rack. Oh, I don't think you can do that, because, like, it takes the shape. Like, the fabric oh. takes the shape of what you're hanging. They don't do that on a that's why you, rack. But that's why you don't, if you lay, you're supposed to lay it, like, over the top. Okay. So or it's, like, a, it's wider? It's, yeah, you're supposed okay. to, like, lay it flat instead of, like, over. And, like, because especially I have, like, handles that, like, are tall with, like, the little bumps oh, on the yeah, top. Yeah. So, like, I would just get, like, huge shoulder bumps or something if I tried to do that. That's why I didn't want to put it on the hanger because yeah. it'll stretch out the neckline. Right. But, yeah, I got so irritated with that. Um, so... I had to take a break. Yeah, I, like, fair walked enough. into my room, and I was like, okay, laundry is not a viable option today. today. <laughs> what is something else that I can accomplish yeah, that so. can fix my mental sanity or be in the same space as my mental sanity? Yeah, so I was in my, my closet, and I was like, all right, like, let's just see. And I 
I had already hung up the sweaters. Like, I got them out of the, the washing machine and hung them up to dry. And I was like, we're good there. I did one load. Like, good for good. me. But, like, I knew I needed that, like, little extra step to try to, like, feel accomplished. Mm-hmm. Um, so I ended up taking a bunch of garbage bags and I just wiped through most of my closet. I donated. I wasn't even there this time, babe. <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah, I donated like three full bags, like gigantic bags of clothes and I dropped them off the next day. Um, made me feel accomplished. I like kind of cleaned up the room. Like there's still, mm. I have, I was called a laundry mountain because it really is. I have a lot of clothes as we said in prior, but like I have one of those four section hampers and all of that is full plus there's a mountain on top of that Mm -hmm. there is (laughs) and it's there's even more like it's it's, just too much i just want to get it all clean so i go through it but it just Mm -hmm. was not possible for me at all so i was happy with how it ended out like I at least worked through it and found something I could do, and I was like, I showed you my room the next day. I was mm-hmm. like, look, I got it clean. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it's, like, pretty good looking right now. Like, yeah. there was clothes just, like, strewn everywhere across yeah. the room. It was atrocious. Like, I couldn't even find anything. Yeah, but I think we also need to acknowledge the fact that, like, when we're in those moments and we're in kind of those, like, slumps or just, like, there's one thing occupying the majority of our time and our space, that it's okay to let everything else fall by the wayside that like sometimes that happens and it has to happen and we have to be okay with the chaos that's actually something I'm reading in a book right now and like I struggle with that and I think you do as well (laughs) totally so living in chaos makes us feel like the rest of our life is kind of chaotic um but there was a really good quote in the book and it said you know if a cluttered desk is a cluttered mind then what is an empty desk and it kind of made me think and reflect on like okay, that's how I feel about chaos. Like, when things are in, like, utter chaos, I feel like my life's in chaos. But, like, that's not necessarily the truth because when everything's organized, my life still feels like it's in chaos. (laughs) Like, the reality is it really doesn't feel like it gets any cleaner or it gets any less chaotic. It's still just as chaotic. It's just a clean chaos now. Yeah. I think I could do better with that and just, like, be gentle on myself. Mm -hmm. Especially with what I am going through. But... I was just happy to at least accomplish something, mm-hmm. and I was happy that I was able to navigate it because I think it. A lot of people could easily just would have been like, "I'm so agitated, I freaking quit laundry and just have ended it there." Mm-hmm. And I pushed kind of through it and found an alternative for myself. So I was proud of myself for that. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to say too. That like, if you're struggling through one particular thing. But, like, you still want to feel like you can do and accomplish something that day. It doesn't have to be in even the same realm. Like, you stuck to clothes, but, like, you could have easily just decided. Like, I know for me, if I get really frustrated with laundry, hence why I still have, like, three baskets in my room right now, um, I will go ahead and just do, like, dishes. Like, last night, I was, like, all I want to do is accomplish cleaning the kitchen. And I don't even want to deep clean. Like, I don't want to clean the floors. Like, I could give a shit less about our floors. I don't want to clean out the refrigerator. All I want to do is wash all the dishes, dry them, and put them away so the kitchen looks presentable and I can actually use our counter. Because I don't have a dishwasher, as I think I've mentioned plenty of times. Yeah, that sucks. So, yeah. And you've always commented, I don't know how you don't have Crypt Keeper hands. And I'm like, retinol cream that you suggested I buy? Yeah, that goes on almost every time I'm done with dishes. <laughs> That's why these babies still look fabulous. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think just acknowledging the fact of, like, it's okay to switch up the task if laundry is seems too overwhelming, but you still want to have that feeling of accomplishment. But, yeah. like, also don't negate the fact that, like, you still got a load done, and that's still an accomplishment. We still need to not be so hard on ourselves, and I think that's just a product of society, as always, that, like, we have to do more than what we already did, and what we did is not enough. Yeah. It's enough. I know that. And I think my, my thing was 
really because I I knew how much how much stuff mm-hmm. I had, how many loads of laundry it was gonna take me, and I was like, if I don't get at least, at least one. a few loads of laundry, yeah. like it's never gonna get any better. I was like, I even said it. I was like, I keep wearing. I have more clothes. It's just even if I got one load done, now I'm gonna wear something tomorrow, and I'm gonna have more. Oh <laughs> I was my like, god! So yeah. Upset. Did you ever think about that? That like unless you lived in like some sort of nudist colony where you could be naked literally all the time, you no matter what always have you dirty laundry. <laughs> you don't ever stop doing laundry. No, it's never. a vicious cycle. I have thought about that since I was like a teenager. Yeah. Like I was like, I still like still have dirty socks or like yeah. dirty underwear. Like yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter. There's something always dirty to be to be washed. That's sheets. annoying. Your sheets are always dirty. If you've slept in your sheets one time, they're fucking dirty. That's annoying. Yeah. Welcome <laughs> to fucking being an adult. <laughs> and we, I know we already did that episode. Go go peep that one because we definitely talk about how expensive sheets and curtains are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, how was your week? It was good, but this week I felt really overwhelmed. So I had a very similar week to you in the sense of like feeling like I wasn't getting anything accomplished. And I just like the things just kept stacking up and stacking up. And I had this anticipation on Friday of being able to give myself four hours of like deep focus work I decided to work on Friday and I was like oh I'll come home and have deep focus work and then I just the only thing I was excited about by the time I got out of work was to go get myself a bouquet of flowers and to go get myself some coffee from Starbucks like that was the only two things I was looking forward to and I pulled up to the Starbucks and it was the line was to the street I hate that and it was because they closed their indoor like ordering and like mobile pickup even so everything was through the drive-thru um well that store recently has been like on and off with being closed and open so i think the problem is they're they might be having a lot of covid cases unfortunately so i think this was their way of trying to prevent that from happening and still being able to serve customers along with keeping their own employees safe so i totally understood the reasoning i just was not going to sit in a line after having a really long day and feeling frustrated and it's Friday so I'm overwhelmed and then there's Christmas traffic because everybody's trying to get up. I live near a pretty busy like I live on a pretty busy road that gets right up to where all of the shopping centers are so traffic was pretty bad and then I was like you know what I'll just go to this other Starbucks that's where I normally get my flowers anyway from Whole Foods like I like to get them there they're super pretty Um, they're very well taken care of and they last really long so I'll just go there. Well I got on the highway And little did I remember that today is Friday. So Uh the traffic on the highway was atrocious. I just broke down. I just, like, cried in my car. And I was, like, so overwhelmed. All I wanted today was flowers and a coffee so I could go home and look at pretty flowers and have some energy to actually do some work. And So I was a hot mess express. I got off the next exit, turned around. I texted my boyfriend. I was, like, I'm going home. I don't even care. I'm not getting flowers. Like, I'm not. I just don't care. I give zero fucks. I'm going home. I'm going to bed. I'm going to stuff my face with cookies and a quesadilla and watch a rom-com so I can cry appropriately. That was my plan on Friday. And I did as such. And this man, <laughs> bless this man's soul, showed up with a bouquet of flowers and two bottles of wine on Friday night. Aww. So, needless to say, I also cried again repeatedly. That's so cute. Um, but he was very sweet. But I had the same feelings of being really overwhelmed and feeling like I wasn't accomplishing anything this week. So, and I don't know if maybe this is some of the like, holiday stress that's coming in of like how do I budget for this much money how do I like who do I buy gifts for like what is my plan this year like now I have one extra person to buy for because I have a spouse this Christmas like all of those things like I feel like the season can be really overwhelming oh my gosh yeah Yeah. I mean just as soon as you get I think once like daylight savings ends especially and you get as soon as like November hits 
people are like Christmas city. Yeah. And then you have all of those other holidays and you're just, they're all packed into one. Mm-hmm. And it's so, three holidays packed into like six weeks. Oh, there's even more than that. <laughs> yeah, I true. mean, people will celebrate multiple holidays yeah. and like... I just meant for myself. I know like I have three holidays packed yeah, into six weeks. There's so many. And I, I think it just gets really stressful. Like you mm-hmm. said, you're making lists. Like I remember when I, a few years ago, I was like buying Christmas gifts for like Everyone. Everybody, like, oh, yeah. my entire family, friends, extended family. Yeah. It got to be too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually um, cut it down, not last year, but the year before. And I was like, I'm only going to get, you know, these couple of people within my family, um, my close circle of friends, and the one person, like, whoever at work that I wanted to. And that was it. Yeah, I actually three years ago decided to not do anything. For anyone. I decided to take the whole year off. I didn't participate in our secret Santa. I didn't buy my family anything because I was really overwhelmed. I was really stressed. And I was like, I just mentally, like, I don't have the sanity for it. Like, I would love to buy all of these people gifts because I know they're going to buy me gifts. But, like, I, I mentally, I can't. And financially... I didn't feel like it was viable for myself. I feel like that's a really tough one that I'd love to talk more about. I mean... The holidays, just in general, I just see dollar signs. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh my god. There goes yeah. my bank account. Yep. Especially for, like, young adults, I think, that are new to, like, the workforce. Like, you want to spend all of, like, the the Christmas joy, the holiday joy. You want to spread that and enjoy it, but... And do all those activities, but then all of that stuff costs a lot of money, and then you're paying for gifts, you're doing a bunch of activities, maybe you're buying new outfits for parties... That right. stuff adds up, and then you come like New Year's Eve or like what or like twenty twenty two, I'm gonna be broke as a joke. Yeah, absolutely. Like I definitely am grateful that you know I had an aunt who literally was like, if you see something in the middle of the year for someone for Christmas, buy it because like that is the best way. And then just have a closet that's literally your Christmas closet. Or I ha- she has, like, a, a tote bin that she just mm-hmm. keeps in the closet. And she just puts everyone's gifts in there. And she puts a little masking piece of tape on it and puts their name on it and throws it in the thing. And then goes in there during Christmas and pulls everything out. I do that. I know you do. You When you told me that you started doing that this year, I was like, oh, my God, my aunt tells me, like, that I should do that. Because you budget better, too. You're not trying to spend all of this money in about a, a two-month span. So yeah, it, it leaves a lot of I'm terrible at Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> My brother and I are the same. We usually like last are like two weeks. It, him and I are usually like Christmas Eve and the day before Christmas Eve. Like Ooh, we're like okay, wait, that's we're too super much stress. That's way too much stress. And then we just we we put everything in bags. I like to wrap gifts, so I'll wrap everyone else's gifts, but my gifts aren't ready, and they all come in bags usually. Or oh, I'm up I do super bags because it's Eve. reusable, like mm. eco friendly. Mm. You can reuse them instead of like ripping up gift wrapping. I just love doing it. I really do love gift wrapping, I but I think you can do like. There's enough Maybe that's what I'll do tutorials this year. out there that you can like have fun, like yeah. eco-friendly ways. But like, oh gosh, to spend all of that money and like get—that's just str- can we just talk? It, let's just talk about it as a whole, please. Like, yeah. I feel like the holidays in general can bring a lot of stress on Everyone. everybody. Yeah, I, to some extent, I think it's worse sometimes worse for others. I mean, Absolutely. just to name a few, like I know seasonal depression, um, people that have lost family members mm-hmm. or um are just feeling lonely mm-hmm. at that time of the holiday like those are huge factors that affect all of us along with all the financial stuff which is just another extra added level of stress to play into all of those things yep mm-hmm. where to start yeah <laughs> <laughs> um so i mean just generally i think that the holidays is supposed to be 
joyful, joyful merry, lovely, mm-hmm. a time of love and, and reflection um, and appreciation. Mm-hmm. Do I think that that is for everybody? No. no. <laughs> and I think, sadly, it gets lost in the commerce world. Like, we lose a lot of that due to, like, the commercial retail. Like, people are, like feel as though they have to buy something because you see a video or you see somebody else got this fancy toy and you want your kid to have the same thing and like most of the time like sure that kid wants that but like I know like a lot of the kids that like I know and I see they just really want to spend time with family they want to watch movies with you they want to watch all the Christmas and holiday things so like even and even people to people it doesn't even have to just be a child like just spend time with the people around you like I think that's where We've really lost that sense of, like, what the meaning of, like, Christmas is and the holidays are supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about bringing people together that maybe you don't see all throughout the year and you only see at this one time and being able to enjoy that quality time with them. And I think that gets lost among all of the other things that the holidays come. Yeah, all the things that the holidays now come with that they didn't used to. I mean, even Pinterest, you have all the checklists and all the holiday things to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that is a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's just a lot. And maybe because I'm introverted, that's yeah. because that's the thing. But I, and I love I really do love the holidays. I'm the person that's watching all the Christmas movies, <laughs> the Hallmark channel. Oh my gosh, yeah, I've already been on it for the last like, couple weeks. <laughs> as soon as Netflix was like, Hey, this Christmas movie I was like, I was like, Oh, is there? Okay, great. great. <laughs> I'm on it. But like you just it it's so overwhelming. Very and I think that we should start with seasonal depression. Yeah. I think that's a good place. Mm-hmm. Um, so before we dive into that, I would like to just pop in. I wrote some, like, why people might feel some type of way around the holidays. I just wanted to, like, reiterate that. So I had written down that, like, people do live far away from family or maybe they're missing their loved ones. Um the anxiety or dread that comes from going to a holiday party or a New Year's Eve celebration, like, that's a, a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you guys, you know, end up staying home or you do, you know, have feelings of seasonal depression. You're missing that sunlight and you get those, like, sad feelings and go into, like, hi- I call it hibernation mode. Mm-hmm. Um, or you have lost someone. I know I said that before, but I think you can lose someone and... I think that's going to be my boat this year. I just lost somebody very close to me. Um, it's okay. I want to cry for you, so I'm trying to hold back here. Okay. Um. But I think seasonal depression is probably something we all struggle with and feel like we don't necessarily look at it that way. We always view it as, like, winter blues and just something that you know I go through yearly like it is what it is but I think we need to kind of take away from that stigma of this just is what it is and really like start to be one proactive about speaking with our doctors about hey like the winter's coming up look I acknowledge that this is something that maybe I haven't brought up to you in the past but it is something that like I feel as though I need to talk about this year and like I'm having winter blues so I need we need to talk about some sort of game plan and we really want to push that like if this is the way you feel please talk to your doctor like please seek out help in some way whether it's doing your own research and seeing if there's something you can do some you know group you could attend or if it's therapy you could get or medications or um there's one light therapy is that what it's called phototherapy that has been 
something Alyssa and I were talking about before we did the episode about investing in for ourselves. Um, but there are two types of seasonal depression, which I, I th- did not know about. I think you need to circle back. Okay, go ahead. Um, so I think we should kind of define seasonal depression because I know you and I both call it seasonal depression, but it actually does have a full name. Mm. So it's called seasonal defective disorder, um, and it is typically a type of depression that is related to the seasons and begins and ends about the same time every year. So like like I said, it might be like you're feeling really tired, um, fatigued, you don't want to do as many things, um, sometimes you're staying home a lot more mm-hmm. often, you know, it gets, for me, I know it gets dark a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. So my seasonal depression is more like in the fall and winter, mm-hmm. um, which I think you, there's two types. Yeah. So you want to circle back into that one? Yeah. So the two types, which I did not know there were two types. I was fully unaware of this. I thought there was literally just fall I thought it was really interesting. Um, but I didn't realize that there was actually also summer, uh, spring and summer um, sad. And I was like, whoa. I was like, wait a minute. People really get depressed in the summer and winter, or the, the spring and the summer, sorry. And I was like, well, that makes sense. Like, Alyssa and I had talked that, like, you know, some people are really avid fall and winter lovers, so they love that time of the year. They love that seasonal change. They love the winter. They love the cold weather, the snow, all of that, the leaves. And it's like, so when they they can experience a spring and summer, sad. And I was blown away that that was actually something that occurred i just really was under the impression it was only during the winter months or the fall months because of that dark winter change like you lose sunlight so you're not getting as much vitamin d um but they are almost opposite of each other in like the symptoms that they display which i thought was also interesting i thought they would probably be about the same but they're very actually in the opposite ways so like if you have fall and winter sad um you're oversleeping you have appetite changes um you're especially craving foods high in carbs which i've been eating a boatload of carbs the last couple of weeks and it was like oh it must just be hormones and i'm like okay it's been three weeks this isn't hormones anymore like we need to come up with another excuse um weight gain and tiredness or low energy where on the flip side of that for summer and spring sad you have trouble sleeping such as insomnia poor appetite, weight loss, agitation, or anxiety. Um, And I thought that was really interesting because I never thought that there was another side of it. So I didn't either. I mean, I typically do get mine just in the winter. Like, I Mm -hmm. love fall. We already talked about that. I love fall. So fall is, like, great for me. But as soon as that ends and the daylight savings comes on, that's where, like, mine hits. Mm -hmm. I... It's for me. I think it's hard to because I do love spring. And yeah, like summer, I love it's spring. Like, yeah. Wow, someone who's feeling like sad during that. But I think it's, it's hard for it's, me to understand. But I also know that like now I know that like that's a thing. It is a thing, and I think that just as much as we love fall, someone might really love winter, and they have those types, you know, types Same of feelings. Types of feelings towards it, yeah. Towards summer and spring. Yeah, absolutely. Or maybe they just lost someone around that time, too. So it can make it tough to experience and fully appreciate the season. Absolutely. Um, I think we should also touch upon, like, some other symptoms that may be happening during both of these types of um, SADS, 
fall and winter and spring and summer. Can we just, I uh, just need to know, she's calling it SADS because it's the abbreviation seasonal oh, yeah. affective disorder. Yeah. <laughs> just Sorry, that noted so you're not like, what, SAD? Yeah. Um, so, like, some other symptoms are, like, losing interest in activities you once used to enjoy, having low energy, which I know they talked about, so problem sleeping would be too much or too little, experiencing changes in appetite or weight, feeling sluggish or agitated and having difficulty concentrating. Um, I didn't realize that this was a big one was the difficulty concentrating, um, because I've definitely been going through that, especially this week. Like I'm just finding myself having a really hard time sitting down to get work done. That is like work I used to really enjoy and like things that like I used to just be able to sit down, do, be done and like, you know, go about my day. And now I'm having harder times concentrating and I'm like, why am I struggling so much? And I'm also not acknowledging the fact that like the winter blues are starting to set in that seasonal depression is. is starting to really hit because it's getting dark at like 430 now. And it doesn't get bright until, Four. like, 6, 37 o'clock. Yeah. So. That, and like I said, that is usually when mine sets in. I do have trouble with focus during the winter, but I think it's because I'm, one, really cold. Mm. And I want to be, like, home snuggled in a blanket. But, two, it just, like, makes me tired because the day is not as bright. Like, even mm-hmm. when it is sunny out. It doesn't feel as bright. No. And, like, so you just kind of want to, like, not do anything. You're just, like, I'd rather be doing anything but... You yeah. know, data entry or whatever. <laughs> so I I think for me, like, a good solution that works is I do like the light therapy. Like, at any time I'm feeling, like, sad. Like, I have – start backstory here. I have a connection between light and, and like, activity and energy. Mm. So, like, if the lights are off, I'm going to bed. Yeah. I'm snoozing. <laughs> That's why I don't go to the movies because I'll fall asleep. <laughs> Yeah, I know, like, some people um, will, like, keep their shoes on, and that's, like, their thing to know that they... (laughs) That's me. I keep... I stay in my full outfit from work, and I do not put pajamas on until I'm ready to go to bed, because if I put pajamas on before I'm going to do work after work, I'm going to bed. I'm not going to be able to concentrate, so... No, I need loungewear at least. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, for me, I turn the light on. I have a light in my living room. I also have one on my job desk, um, so that... I'm able to turn something on so that it kind of illuminates and gives me that, like, sun type of activity without, um, activity, that sun light without actually having to be a sunny day. Yeah. Um, does anything work for your seasonal depression? If I'm getting out and just doing stuff, like, sometimes for me, I don't always want to come home right after work because I know that, like, if I come home after work, I'm not going to want to, like, do that extra stuff I have to do around the house but if I go from work and I kind of go run an errand like just one just like stopping to get gas or just going to Target going to get one thing at the grocery store by doing that one little extra step it gives me a chance to kind of like shift focus and take a moment to relax and then I come home and I feel like oh okay I do have energy because I just went out I did this thing like I had a little bit more maybe a like social interaction because I won't during the winter, I usually am not, like, a social interaction person, and I'm very much an extrovert, so, like, I will be out and about, but, like, because I do so much of that at the holidays, I'm not interested in doing it usually any other point during the winter. I'm like, okay, that's good. That's my max cap. Like, I'm good. So, like, by having that bit of social interaction, by going to a grocery store or going to a store in general, stopping to get gas, like, that one extra step before I come home gives me a little boost of energy to kind of, like, 
keep going with the things that I need to do after work for, you know, myself. Yeah, that actually does help me now that you're talking about it. Yeah. And the whole keeping your shoes on thing, I am a proponent of that. I stay in my jeans and my shoes. Or even if it's, like, leggings or something I was wearing, whatever I was in the day that I went to work, I stay in that till I accomplish what I feel like I've accomplished. Nope, not a chance. <laughs> I got my house slippers on and I'm in loungewear. Oh, house slippers are on, but... I have to stay in my jeans. That's a minimum. It's a, the minimum is a jeans. No. <laughs> You're like, no, I want my loungewear. Like I said, the, the living room light is really what helps me because it mm. illuminates. Like, I only have a couple of windows in my, because I'm on the second floor. So, like, there's not as much light coming in anyway. So, that light, it's like the soft, warm light. It mm-hmm. does kind of feel like sunlight. I love soft, warm light. And I, I had it on yesterday. I was doing all podcast stuff, and I was like... I worked all day. Yeah. <laughs> lights went down. I was like, sun went down, lights went on. And I was like, all right, let's go. Continue. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that's great. Like, I think figuring out what works best for you in order to kind of fight off that seasonal depression is something very important. Like, you know, maybe some people decide that like yoga or doing some sort of extra exercise or like I go to the store you make sure that you're let you have a soft warm light on like that extra step whatever your extra step is if it's meditating if it's maybe coming home and reading to just combat that seasonal depression I think is important for each and every one of us to recognize what works best for us but what works best for Alyssa and I may not be what works best for everyone else either so take that into consideration if if what we do sounds like oh man I didn't think about that give it a try and then if it doesn't work like abandon all ships like let it go and try something new and that may be able to help you yeah and I, I would like to reiterate talking to your doctor but I also think that sometimes it's okay to just like embraced a little bit of the hibernation mm-hmm, like i i do feel more sleepy during the winter because it is darker out mm-hmm. we talked about that yeah but like i'm okay with sleeping a little bit more i just make sure that it's in check so mm-hmm. that i'm not oversleeping to where it's causing me to not be able to function mm-hmm. and, and if you're doing something that is causing you not to be able to function and move throughout your day then you definitely want to talk with a therapist or your doctor absolutely i agree all right I think we should transition. I'm going to just, again, talk about why the holidays can be a little bit more lonely. I think we set some high-ass expectations. <laughs> like, as a society, yeah. just in, like, how jolly <laughs> is the season? Like, they start the commercials for all the toys and the gifts you're going to do and all the fun movies. Like we said, Hallmark, mm-hmm. Lifetime, bringing out all the movies. Um I think that it can set the standard that to have all of those good, joyous activities, you know, go look at the lights, go Mm. ice skating, that you should somehow have, like, a romantic partner or that you're supposed to have, like, this really close-knit family that you can all Mm. gather around and get together. And I think that that is the reality of it sometimes, but it's not the reality for some people. Absolutely. It may not be possible. Um, maybe you guys have family drama. Mm-hmm. That is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you are single, and that's okay. Yeah. I would like to reiterate that being single is totally okay during the holidays. I think there's a huge stigma around like spending the holidays alone, and people will get, like, last minute boyfriends to bring home to the fam like you don't have to do that to yourself Mm -mm. and if your family is the type of family that's like oh so like are you seeing anyone i think you can 
and maybe this is just because my family is like pretty open like I've set like a boundary with some of my family members to be like hey like I really don't like being asked like if I'm seeing anyone like around the holidays like it's already hard enough like let's when are you having children that's another like another one like can we just like say that like you know when people are going to be ready to talk I think maybe a better question is oh so like what's been your most like recent like life milestone like because a life milestone doesn't have to be kids it doesn't have to be a spouse or a significant other it it can just simply be like oh I got a promotion and like maybe your most recent life milestone is the fact that you tried a new gym and like that's also okay what have you been working on is like usually my go-to like oh how have you been what have you been working on yeah like you don't have to ask me pointed questions about where I'm at in life absolutely I think my family is really great about that they don't really push for very pointed questions they're like oh just like how have you been what have you been up to like that's usually like a good question and I love the fact that it's not a so are you seeing anyone like oh when are you having kids like I mean what movie standards are just Oh, they're going to fall in love magically at the holidays. Yeah. We're going to go meet each other's families and then, like, have that, that huge introduction. Toxic? And then they do get married or they have a – there's a baby announcement. Like, that's so much. That's so much pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's talk about how unrealistic that expectation actually is. The reality that uh, – Yeah, the, the reality that you're going to find someone at the holidays and have such a joyous occasion is probably pretty low just simply because – everyone's really stressed around the holidays like there's a lot to do a lot to go around like just in general there's a lot of things happening at the holidays so to bump into someone magically and share some special moment that carries you through the rest of your relationship is probably pretty unlikely yeah I think it is left should be left to the magical dust that Hallmark has yeah (laughs) and just let it live there and we can enjoy that fun watching of a movie but understanding that that reality is very different Um, I think in that same respect social media is a big one to talk about Social media, we already know, can portray things that aren't true. They can and be it's very a highlight true. reel. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a very a highlight, highlight reel. reel. It's just a quick glimpse of people's lives. I think I have started to enjoy TikTok because I'm seeing people actually, like, open up about the fact that, like, you know, this is how my family really is. Like, oh, here, for six months I did all these great videos of how awesome my family is, and now I'm opening up about the fact that, like, you know, my family's flawed in a lot of ways. And I think being able to share that perspective more often is something that people are really looking for because it makes them feel more human. It makes them feel more like it's okay to not be a perfect human being. I actually really like TikTok for that reason because they are short little clips. It's not like a full, let me, let me just confess everything that's been happening. Like mm-hmm. you can just let a little bit of information out and just like see where that takes you. Mm-hmm. And see how other people like respond to it. Yeah, and the TikTok community is for the most part, very overwhelmingly positive. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was watching a, video, a TikTok about a girl who was cleaning her shower after she just finally got out of a depressive episode. And people were like, yes, girl, get Yeah, it. they were, like, giving her tips and just, like, rooting yep. her on. And I was like, that's so great to see. Like, I yeah. love that. Yep, absolutely. I think YouTube can sometimes get, like, it's too long-winded. And then there's just, it's like a dramatic cinema, yep. <laughs> cinematography film. Yep, absolutely. Well, yeah, and again, I think YouTube... Because you're editing videos can be the entire video can be like it's like their life is perfect every day for the entire week when they release this new video. And I think that's very unrealistic. Absolutely. Um, So, again, like social media can sometimes give you that unrealistic expectation that your life should look perfect and be 
you know, a holiday Hallmark movie every day of the week, and that's not realistic for a lot of us. Yeah, I think you have to try and count your blessings during the holidays versus trying to compare to what you may or may not have. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. All right, I think these next notes are for you. From It's, again, from the Mayo Clinic. Mm-hmm. Um, this was about struggling through the holidays. Yeah, I liked a lot of these. These were just kind of tips and, like, pointers as to how to get through the holidays without feeling, maybe feeling that sense of overwhelm. Um, and I'm just going to kind of read through the bullet points pretty quickly. Um, one is acknowledging your feelings, like it's okay to not be okay. And I think we can take that advice through the whole year, not just yeah, the holidays. Yeah, can you shout that louder for the people in the back? It's, it's okay, okay to, to not, not be okay. okay. <laughs> um, the next one is reach out. Like seek community when you're feeling lonely or isolated. Sometimes volunteering helps. Um, and also like reaching out to any family or friends that you do have. And if you don't, try to find a community that is yours. Yeah. Um, I actually based really your like, hobbies. I really like volunteering on the holidays. Um, that is something that my dad kind of instilled in me. And I, I used to do like three or four. Um, I think it's kind of dwindled down depending on the organization. But I, every single year do I go and volunteer and I just see people and give out gifts and stuff like that. And it's a really joyous occasion. Absolutely. I get to meet a bunch of people, help out wherever I can, and just see the joy. They're like, thank you so much. Yeah, like, my genuine. children are really going to enjoy this. Mm-hmm. Like, it just warms my heart. Yeah. Um, the next one is be realistic. Uh, we just went on a long-winded rant about being realistic about your expectations yep. <laughs> and things that are supposed to be happening during the holidays. So just genuinely, like, be realistic with yourself. Set aside differences. Um, Alyssa and I have different views on this, but I would love to hear your view. <laughs> okay. um, except that family and you will have disagreements, but save them for a time that is appropriate and not when you are already struggling to get through the holidays. How do you feel about it? I would like to hear your opinion first. Well, I just think that this comes from a very boundary-based situation of if people are going to try to push buttons and have political talks around the holidays or not even political, but just kind of more debate like topics during the holidays. Like, and you are someone who struggles through the holidays that not, that's not the best time to have that debate or that disagreement with someone. And you need that difference of opinion and you should save that for another time. And you can respectfully do so and just be like, Hey, look, like, no, we're not having this conversation because this is not something that I'm mentally at capacity to handle. And that's okay to say, it's okay to say no. You need to read that too. <laughs> it's okay to say, I'm sorry, but this is not for me right now. Like, I'm moving on. Yeah. We can have a different conversation. I'd love to continue talking with you, but that's not a conversation that I'm going to have right now during the holidays when I'm already struggling. I I agree 100%. I think I just have to add, like, a little asterisk. <laughs> that's more um, or less what I was talking about. Not that you disagreed completely. Yeah, but. because I think setting aside your differences can work in certain circumstances, but some people don't have that luxury, um, you know, depending on what has happened with their family relationship. I think that sometimes it's past the point of no return. Um, and I don't think that setting aside the differences or looking like past them is going to help you enjoy your holiday. Um, I think I'm going to jump down to for a second. Mm-hmm. I would like to relate this to creating new traditions. So if you are not able to get past those differences, I think that creating new traditions is a great way. Like, 
I know kind of getting out on my own anyway, like I was used to having like my childhood and those memories, but I learned that I needed to create my own. Mm -hmm. And especially if I'm going, you know, as I have a family down the road, um, it's probably going to change even more. But I think creating new traditions, whatever they may be, you know, is a helpful way to get past that. You may not have those family around because of those situations, Mm -hmm. but you can have Friendsgiving. I have Friendsgiving every year. Um, It's usually between Thanksgiving and Christmas, and we have, like, a little, like, gift-giving, or we'll have dinner together, and it's just close friends that, like, I genuinely just enjoy the company of, Mm -hmm. and it doesn't have anything to do with family. Mm Mm-mm. And it doesn't have to. No, and I think you had another good one, which was uh, a gift exchange. Mm-hmm. My family does Secret Santa every year. We've done Secret Santa since I was a child. So um, my grandparents always gave out, regardless, a gift to every set of family members. Um, and then we all did a different gift exchange. So we used to do it in person um, because we, as big as our family is, we have birthdays every month, if not multiple <laughs> of them. So we would meet literally every month. Um, and we usually would do it um, in November or during Thanksgiving. But in recent light of all of the things happening with the pandemic, we unfortunately have not been able to be together, usually all of us at the same time during the holidays. So we now do this new online Elfster. So if it's something you want to check out. What is that? Um, so you basically just like my aunt gets it all together. She puts in everyone's email address. You all get uh, an email saying, are you going to participate or not? So you either click yes or no. And then if you click yes, your name goes into the draw and it's just like an automatic draw. And then they just distribute an email afterwards as to who you got for okay. Secret Santa. And then there's a section for you to add like a wish list so people can add stuff to a oh. wish list and you can see what people might actually want. And we have a $50 Almost limit. Almost like a wedding registry or yeah. something like yeah, that? Yeah, basically. Um, and except it's, you know, Secret Santa. It's gift ideas um so we do that but we set a limit um some years like if there are a lot of people saying that they can't participate or whatever we drop it from 50 to 25 um just so that way it's like you get small gifts you get much more personalized gifts that way especially like at first when we were like when we were kids and when I was younger there was no like gift limit like at all um and then as we got older like people there were some people that were able to spend a lot of money and some people that weren't so it was like making that divide of like some people felt really shitty that they couldn't give such a great gift and like it's not even shitty they just felt really guilty that like this person that they're giving to didn't get such an extravagant gift like the person before them did um so we started setting a limit um that's a good idea yeah so um we did a $50 limit this year. Um, I think during the pandemic last year, we actually just didn't, I can't remember if I just didn't participate or if there wasn't a gift exchange at all. Um, but we just, some Christmases, we just decide that like it's too much for everyone if there's a lot going on during a season and like we just won't do one and we just like get together. We attempted one year to do a Yankee swap. Uh, that Ooh. did not go very <laughs> no. well. People were fighting over I, gifts. I uh, don't like Yankee swaps. I, I, think, I think they're awful because like, you're stealing a present from somebody else. Well, and also, like, we tried to do it where it was, like, Secret Santa Yankee Swap. So it was, like, everybody pulled a name. But then at the end, like, the person before you was allowed to take your gift. 
like you were allowed to take the person's gift before you, but somebody still had to give you. It was just, it was just not. It just didn't work yeah. out. And then someone just ends up with a gift that they don't actually want, and they'll never use. Nope. So you just wasted money. Um, so we. Gonna, I would say if you're gonna do a Yankee swap, do it with baked goods. Yeah, or baked like socks. Goods, yeah. We did a Yankee swap oh, first yeah. for work. We did it because we, you know, my my job was we were all really close knit. Like the night crew was close knit. The the morning crew was close knit because we had very like. These people work the mornings. These people work the night. So we did a Yankee exchange for socks for the night crew and the morning yeah. crew. Like, that was it. Like, we divided everybody and said, okay, bring your socks. And, like, this is when we're doing a Yankee Something swap. Something where, like, the gifts are kind of all the similar. Mm-hmm. And just that way it's not like, oh, well, you know, somebody got a $100 gift card and, you know, Joe Schmo over there got, got a tea set. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I definitely, I like the idea of that. The Yankee swap is more geared towards a certain item. Yeah. Um, or doing Secret Santa. So you get one singular person. Um, and I've always loved the Secret Santa. I think it's been one of my favorite holiday traditions and will be something that, like, I carry through with as I start to have kids and grandkids. I would love to continue that tradition. Um, I think it's a great idea. And we have to <laughs> – some years we have to do a redraw because, like – Somebody will get like somebody already in their family, so that's a rule. Is like whatever you have, whatever you do the the secret Santa for, it can't be someone you already buy gifts for. So like, say I got okay. my brother, like I we have to redraw because yeah. I can't. I already buy gifts for that person. Makes so sense. yeah, um, but I really like the idea of the friendsgiving and of a secret Santa. Yeah, I think those are really simple ways to kind of help set more budget friendly uh, expectations of I was the holidays. Say, and new traditions can be anything. I mean. You can, I know, like, my sister does gingerbread. She makes gingerbread cookies with the kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, going to see some lights. Like, La Salette. We always <laughs> go to La Salette every year. We yeah. have cocoa and there's peppermint schnapps in there. You know it. And you don't have to go, you can go alone. You can go with a group of friends. Like, you don't have to go with, like, your significant other. Yeah. I went one year just alone by myself because I didn't have anyone. Oh, my yeah. friends had already been, and they were like, no, I don't really want to go. And I was like, well, I'm not going to go without, like, pff, I'm not missing these lights this year. I know they look the same every year, but, bitch, I still want to go. So I yeah. went by myself, walked go, around, had a good time. Go get some hot chocolate. Yeah. Look at the beautiful lights. You enjoy the music. pictures. Get yeah. some selfies taken. Yep, absolutely. And just enjoy, like, you create your holiday season. Absolutely. You cultivate it, and I think that whether people enjoy that or not mm-hmm. and want to be a part of that or not is completely up to you and them. Yeah, and if they decide that they don't want to be a part of that tradition, that's okay. That doesn't mean that you have to stop relinquish your tradition of doing that. Absolutely. Yep. I think you have a few more here. Let's see. You have... Yep. I said stick to a budget, which we kind of already roped into the create new traditions. Um, But other ways to stick to a budget uh, besides just doing like Friendsgiving in a secret Santa or a family gift exchange would be um, give homemade gifts, um, donate to a charity, um, or just at the very beginning of the season decide how much money you're going to spend through the season, whether that's on food, decorations, gifts. Um, and just make sure you stick to that for yourself to not cause any extra stress or anxiety through the holidays. Absolutely. Um, I know we talked about saying no. Learn to say no. Uh, it's okay to tell people no and that you won't be coming. Oh, can we that? Can we just dive into that? For of a course. Second? Yeah. I feel like uh, sometimes with families, 
there is an like an obligation mm-hmm. that you should be coming to the party yeah. and that does not have to happen no not at all um i've been very blessed with my family that we are starting to get to be a really large family like mm. extended families and things like that with you know new kids and you know new spouses and things of that nature that sometimes our family traditions we don't get to see each other for every holiday like i know one set of family members they don't come for thanksgiving because they go see the other side of the family they go see the other family for thanksgiving because they have a big family on that side as well so like you just learn to say no and like if you're if your family isn't accepting of that or even your friends if it's a friendsgiving and you just decide to say no like that's okay they don't have to be accepting but just know that like you're setting this boundary for yourself and that's what matters like don't break that boundary for yourself absolutely and i think that it can you can spread yourself way too thin absolutely i remember my sister when she first had like the kids and her family she was like splitting herself to like four different parties that in one night like I would like to get over the doing it all in one day type Mm -hmm. of thing. Like, you can have a couple of days where you guys, like, have that, like, fun holiday time Mm -hmm. without shoving it all into a little box of a day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And, like, if you're anxious, if going to a party is going to make you more anxious... Don't go. You don't have to go. Or maybe you go for a couple of hours and then you leave. An hour. Like, you could spend 30 minutes if if... 30 minutes even feels like a lot. Like, spend 30 minutes, you go, you enjoy the few people that you're there to see, avoid the ones you're not, I was gonna say and move on. That's the other thing. Like, you can go to a party and then go to a certain area of the party where you know that your go-to people are, that yep. you're comfortable with. Mm-hmm. You do not have to say hi and bye to everybody. Nope. I think that's a, another thing, like, kissing all the family. Hug and kiss the fam. <laughs> Goodbye, hi. I'm like, bye. Love you. Have a great day, everybody. Yeah. Um, I think... Another thing um, is that, like, when it comes to learning to say no, like, you don't always have to participate. You don't have to always bring a dessert, a side dish, an appetizer, sodas, drinks. That's not an obligation that you have to do. Now, if your family's like, oh, well, you're not bringing anything. No, I'm not this year. I'm too stressed. Uh, I have too much on my plate. I already set that limitation for myself with everything that I have going on. I was like, because I am normally the person that would like bring like a little pie or something something along to help out. But I said it straightforward to everybody. I was like, I am not cooking. I don't have the mental capacity or preparation time to get something together. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. I didn't even, I didn't, there was no questions. There was no accepting any questions. I was like, I'm not bringing anything. Yeah, it wasn't like, oh, are you guys okay if I don't bring something? The answer was no. Um, the next step, uh, or the next tip I should say was don't abandon healthy habits. This is something that can really, people can get really carried away through the holidays and the season. Mm-hmm. Um, to How just, many people have you heard just be like, oh, you know, it's the holidays, so pff, screw the die. Yeah. And like, don't do that to yourself. Um, one of the things was have a healthy snack right before you're going to go to a big dinner. Um, oh, okay. So, I mean, I know for me, I don't know about you, but like most of my dinners aren't until two o'clock. Like, my Thanksgiving dinner and my Christmas yeah, dinner is um, usually two and then, like, night. six. So, like, have you're going to need a snack before that. Like, lunchtime is at noon. Um, I know you oh, and I, I are know. eaters. The amount of times I've been so hangry out of, out of dinner, I'm like, is there appetizers? Yeah. Where's the cheese and crackers? Yeah. Where's the chips and dip? Like, I'm going to hide that in my purse this time. Yeah. Um, but I think have a healthy snack or at least have a snack to regulate your own hormones mm-hmm. and how you're feeling and things like that. Um, eat healthy meals. Like... 
I know at the holidays we can get really carried away with like the, the waiting for the desserts. Oh, I'm ready for desserts. Make sure you eat a full balanced meal before you're going to dive into that dessert table. Like it's not a bad thing to dive into the desserts, but I think that like having a healthy balanced meal, like don't negate the fact that your body still needs that. I think that goes for the whole entire holiday season though. Like, yeah, absolutely. I know we are constantly rushing around buying all those gifts, doing all those of those things, but you can have easy, quick, healthy meals mm-hmm. that so you're not getting like a bunch of takeout. Yeah, absolutely. Or you can just do a lot of meal prepping. Or um Walmart, a lot of places have bagged and and containered salads. Um, or like to, um, Marley Spoon, Hello yeah. Fresh. You can yeah. just get a box shipped to your door during this time. Yeah. That way you guys don't have to worry about it, but you're still eating a well-balanced meal. Yep, absolutely. Um, get plenty of sleep. I think this is a really big one that we sometimes forget about. Either like we're getting too much or we're getting too little. And especially as you get closer to the holiday season, you're trying to always shop. Well, you, you can't wrap gifts until the kids go to bed. But like make sure there's some balance in that and that like, you know, maybe your spouse takes the kids out of the house for a little while or you go drop them off at grandma and grandpa's for the day or an aunt and uncle or a friend comes by and just occupies the kids while you go upstairs and lock yourself in the bedroom. Like so you can still get those things done in a timely manner and not feel as though you're having to sacrifice your sleep. Because mm-hmm. I know especially with kids and I just know this because a lot of the my family has children that I've seen them sacrifice so much sleep when they have younger kids because they're trying to do all of these things after the kids go to bed um, I think if you have the option to lean on someone whether family or friends I I recommend highly recommend that you do so just yeah, to keep your I, mental sanity through the holidays I'm not gonna ruin any of the holiday spirit but I just have to give props to anyone that does stuff like that that's mm-hmm. up to like 2 a.m hiding all the things, doing all the joys. Yep. Like, you guys have the holiday spirit, and I think that you're wonderful for doing that and and taking care of your fam in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Include regular physical activity. I think we get so caught up in making sure that we're running around to collect all of these things and do all these things and make sure we have all these gifts that we kind of negate what we need for ourselves with the whole physical activity and we already think oh we're doing enough oh yeah which is also okay i'm gonna need lots of yoga this upcoming season absolutely even if it's something light like that just like a regular yoga stretch of 10 minutts it can be a 10 5 minute 10 minute session like Alyssa and i have talked a lot about she checks in on me for my meditations and i'm like oh my god i did i did two five minute sessions this week like we and i'm like it was five minutes but like it was a refresh like i felt refreshed when i'm done so just make sure you take uh, instead of physical activity, I'm going to say make sure you take space for yourself. I like that. Um, take space for yourself, whatever that is. And the next thing was deep Ooh. breathing, meditating, and yoga. <laughs> so we touched upon that. Just make sure that you're taking that that space for yourself. Um, avoid excessive tobacco, alcohol, and drug use. I know how hard that can be, uh, especially going to family parties. Um, yeah, I had written down um, there is a difference between distraction versus avoidance. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that ties into this because a distraction is usually something to help you get your mind off of what you might be feeling, but at some point you are going to deal with the problem and the feelings that you have at hand. Mm -hmm. Um, Avoidance is walking away from the problem entirely and not addressing those feelings, and they become unresolved. Mm -hmm. Um, So things like excessive tobacco, alcohol, and drug use can... quickly become an avoidance tactic um so that you can you know drown out the sorrows or or not have to worry about how you're going to be at a party Mm -hmm. um but i think taking a little bit of extra self-care like we just talked about and 
knowing your limits um, and having your support system is going to be really important Mm -hmm. during this time. Absolutely. Um, We talked about this kind of earlier of being aware of how the information culture can produce undue stress, um, which is like limiting your use of the news, social media um, during this time in order to just give yourself a healthy mental balance um, because it can be really overwhelming to see everybody having these great holidays and you are maybe not having the same. Or you can't afford what they're doing. Absolutely. Um, so I think, again, making sure you take space for yourself and that means away from social media. I think social media can be a really big avoidant tactic. You can't that we get away from use. it a lot of times. I mean, yeah. you open up like Google and stuff and there's like already news stuff. I'm like, waiting for you. <laughs> can you give me a break? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, take space away from your phone as a whole and maybe just either connect with yourself or connect one-on-one with someone else yeah connect with your fam or Mm -hmm. whatever you're gonna be around yep um this last one kind of plays into some of the other things actually wait there's one more um but the second to last one talks about taking a breather which is what we did we talked about like taking space um some options that they listed um was spend 15 minutes alone without distractions and just refresh yourself some of the options would be Take a walk at night or stargaze, listen to the soothing music, reading a book. Um, one I'm going to add in here is going for a drive. This is really big for me. Ooh, I love going for a drive. Go for a night drive. Put on some nice raccoon study lo-fi. You can find that on Spotify. It's my favorite. Chilled cow. Yeah, yeah. Um, either one of them. Um, and just... Go for a drive. Or, or you just can be with the, yourself. You can do the complete opposite and jam out. Yeah. Oh, fucking heavy metal absolutely. or whatever you need to do. Absolutely. Get, get your energy and your feelings out. Yeah. That's the big in, thing. In the way that is best for you to express that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I think I could also add, like, a coloring book. Mm. I find those super soothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> Something like about it. It brings back to childhood. The, I was going to say, do you like the kids ones or have you? do you enjoy, like, the adult ones? I like both, but uh, some of the adult books that I do have, some of them are funny because I have, like, the ones that swear. Yeah. Um, but there's a couple that I have that's, like, really intricate and I just don't have the time. <laughs> See, I do those in pieces. Uh, I don't ever finish a full one. I have I don't think I've ever finished one of those. No, I, I like to feel accomplished. Yeah, <laughs> so. or, or sessions I do them in. Because I get the really intricate ones with like the animals and they're like the Yeah, the I was lines. like doing a whale and I still yeah. think he's only like halfway done. <laughs> and that's okay to leave things unfinished. Yep. We should do an episode on that. <laughs> um, and then the last one that they talk about here is seeking professional help, which I think Alyssa and I have advocated multiple times during this episode and really want to push that like yeah, if you're if you're feeling like all of these things aren't helping and you're still feeling really overwhelmed even though you're doing all these things and taking care of yourself in a, in a respectful fashion and honoring yourself you may need extra help and that's okay yeah therapy shouldn't have a stigma around it. it it should be a warm welcoming place where someone can find support whether you need that short term or long term absolutely and I if you guys need anything you're more than welcome to DM us I know we can't you know, we're not licensed therapists, but we can help you find the resources if you do need it. Yeah, and just be an ear for you to talk Absolutely. if you need something. We're always open for that, so our DMs are always open. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, this one's a tough one. Okay. okay. Um, this is going to be tough for me because we are going to talk about loss, especially in, like I said, I did just lose someone very close to me, um, so... I think Jocelyn's going to carry me. (laughs) It's okay, ma'am. That's what I'm here for. But uh, I did want to talk about it because it is something that affects a lot of people. During the holidays, um, absolutely. Including me this year. So I think um, loss 
in general is already so hard but when you come to the holidays you get smacked in the face with it mm-hmm. um, really hard very and there's a lot of memories that are often especially if you've lost family like I have um you have all of those memories of growing up um and and spending all that time doing all those holiday joyful things with who it's okay babe. um but it's going to be it, it can be a struggle absolutely it's going to be and i think that jocelyn put together some really great tips on how to try to get through the process i don't think you're going to be okay mm-hmm. i keep saying that to myself i'm not gonna be okay stop asking me if i'm gonna be if i'm okay i'm not i don't think i'm going to be for a long time but there are some things that you can do to help you along and get through this time of year mm-hmm. so can you take it away please i will um so these tips came um from a person called dougie um we all of the links that we um, are referencing in this will be in our show notes so you please check those out if you need anything so this was lost family and ways to get through the holidays um, after loss so um we plan ahead um this will help to relieve any anxiety um, about the actual holiday share your plan with your entire family to keep stress and anxiety down for everyone and he really talks very highly in this about making sure that you include your children in a lot of these decisions especially after loss i think if you have young children or even teenage children they need to have a say in what your holiday plans are and validating that they have feelings along this entire process is very important um the next point they gave was no one can determine what you should and shouldn't do Um, This goes for family or friends. People can have opinions about what is right and wrong, but there is no personal bias and has nothing to do with how you interact with your family and friends. If you feel like you need space, you feel like you can't go, and it comes to the day you already reserved and you say you're coming, but it comes to the day and you can't go, that is totally okay. You can sit your ass at home and be comfortable in your own space and deal with the things you need to deal with alone, and that's okay. Yeah, I'm very thankful for my support system right now. Um, Because I have already laid all those plans and stuff out with them and kind of given them an idea of where my head is at. Um, But I know that that can change. I mean, I honestly don't know how I'm going to handle, you know, Thanksgiving coming up. Mm -hmm. But knowing that they're there is great. Mm -hmm. But even if we didn't agree on how I was to do things, I know that I have to take care of myself first and foremost. Absolutely. 100%. And accept that you're going to have limitations. This is the next point and tip. Um, I think this is really important because this means you may have to like scale back what you're used to doing. Um, And I know that can be a struggle because a lot of family members have high expectations of you to show up for certain events. Um, But you have to acknowledge the fact that you are going to have limitations around the holidays um, because you're not going to be at full capacity and full mental strength to handle everything that's going to be thrown your way, Um, especially after a loss, um, because it can result in a lot of painful memories. So you may not want to go to a Christmas dinner because someone's not going to be there and that's okay. Yeah. And I would just like to say, if you can't relay your own boundaries to everyone, you can use your support group to communicate that. Absolutely. I mean, I asked someone close to me to reiterate that I don't, I didn't want cards during this time mm-hmm. um, and that I did not want anyone to ask me how I was doing. Yeah. Because <laughs> I would immediately fall apart and yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Um, 
Though I didn't have to explain the situation over and over again. Absolutely. I think that's that's great. Um, celebrate different feelings and preferences. Um, this one I thought was really great. Um, discuss this with your family, what you should do or what you would like to do. This means including your children in those decisions because they have feelings around this loss too. You may change your entire plan, keep it the same, or do something a little bit of both depending on where the loss was and how everyone else is feeling about it. Um, again, like if you are someone that has children and has dealt with loss, I think acknowledging that maybe they don't want to go to a holiday party, but you know, the other child wants to go, like you may have to spend a split holiday and like that's okay because you need to acknowledge that everybody has feelings in the situation and that it's okay to not have to show up. And I think giving our children that option, especially to say no is really important, especially in formative years. Yeah. We are all just humans trying to cope through all the grief mm-hmm. and like, it looks different for everybody Absolutely. and not everyone is going to want to do the same things. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, be informed about attending these events. Um, this basically just means like find out everything from everywhere you're going to go, how long you'll be there, who will be there, if you need to bring anything. Also brainstorm with family the response you would like to tell people when others ask if you need help to get through the this tough time. Um, I don't want to say like tell your children to have a script ready, but just like let them know that it's okay to tell them that you don't need anything right now, but that you'll be in touch when you do need something. And I think that that's an okay response. Um, yeah, I think this tip can also go for people with anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know for me, like before I go to a party, I ask you to load down. And I'm like, who's going? Yeah. <laughs> what do I, I need? What do I need to bring? What yeah. are the directions? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it just kind of helps alleviate some of the stress and anxiety that can come around, like a party mm-hmm. in general, just especially being the informed. holidays. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, ask for help even when it's hard to do. <laughs> sorry i just gave the camera a long look i was like yes i know i hear you but allow others to do things like grocery shopping running kids to extracurricular activities cooking baking cleaning etc know that there are usually people that want to help and that you are not burdening them with anything when you ask for it yeah and i think on the flip side of that i think some people don't even know what they need like a lot of people have been asking me if I need anything, mm-hmm. and I really don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I couldn't tell you what I need right now because this is the first time I've, I've really been dealing with, like, a heavy loss. Yeah. Um, and, like, that's an okay answer, too. And yeah. on, from for a person that is asking, like, is there anything, like, sometimes we don't know what we need, and you just being there and, like, having an ear is enough. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah. I have to give you a big shout-out because... <laughs> I asked you to come by and just help me get ready for the week, going back to work after this, all of it, and you were a rock star. Like, you really helped me out. I know, because you were like, I didn't know I needed that until, <laughs> I, until you were here. Nope. And, and that's that's why I said I'm here. I'm available. Like, yeah. my sister and my brother um, were so supportive also, so big shout-out to them for letting me, like, leave work early and just take off for the day. Um, I was like, once Alyssa texts me, like, I just want to get out. Oh, as soon as the baby goes out for a nap, you're good. Just, like, you know, head on out of here. I'm like, all right, great. Um, so I was able to be that support system because I had a support system who has been through a very similar situation as you have that understand what it's like and know that, like, when you need support, you need it now and you need it when somebody calls. It's not always an option to just plan everything out sometimes you gotta drop and run and be there when someone calls um 
So I'm very blessed to also have that support system for myself to be able to be a support system for you. Um, I think the next thing is finding time to rest, which I know we've talked about in, previously in this episode. Um, but again, we need to reiterate the fact of like, it's okay to time, like spend time to rest, like encourage yourself, the, encourage the rest, encourage the play, encourage the healthy eating and especially hydration. Um, I oh, can't, that's a good I can't express that enough. Um, I know just for myself, like when I'm really dehydrated, I get really anxious and like crabby almost in a way or hydration break. <laughs> A little ASMR for you guys. (laughs) Um, But hydration is really big because there's a statistic out there that says by losing like 5% or 10% of your body weight in water can actually like cause hallucinations and things of that nature for your brain. Like you really start to have a decrease in performance, Mm. Um, which I thought was super interesting. I was like, wow, that much? Damn, that's yeah. that's crazy. So for every one hot chocolate or alcoholic <laughs> beverage, please have a glass of water. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, and also remember that by like finding time to rest, it's okay to relinquish really big tasks to other people. Um, yeah, and you do not need to hyper clean your home just because somebody's coming over. No, oh my god, shove things in closets. No one's gonna look. I promise. Yeah. And no one's going to care. That was a big one growing up. We had to clean our rooms and like any, any of the holidays, it was like, Mm -hmm. it has to be spotless. No, shut the doors. Nobody needs to see anything. Things can be a mess. There can be toys all over the house. And like, I'm a big proponent of when people are like, oh, I'm so sorry. My house is messy. I'm like, I'm sorry. You live here, right? They're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, I would rather have a messy house because I know you live here than walk in and feel uncomfortable because I think I can't even sit on the couch. But again, that's personal. I know everyone has a different personal preference. Another one is find ways to remember and honor the person who died. Um, Some of these I do not contone because I know where my boundary lies. And I know that this is not something that I could handle for myself. So these are just ideas in general that this person, Dougie, listed. Um, But take them and use them as you see fit for yourself through this loss. Light a memorial candle. Invite others to share in this if you feel as though it's it is appropriate. Um, I did this at the beginning when I first lost my auntie Stacy. We would go down to La Salette and light candles during the holidays, and light a few candles for her. Um, that was something me and my cousin always did. So that's something that it doesn't have to. That memorial candle doesn't have to be in your home. It can be somewhere outside of your home as well. It doesn't have to be in your home where you have to look at it all the time. Because I think I would struggle more having to look at it all the time than to light a candle and when it blows out, it blows out, and that's that. Write a card or a letter to the person who has died. Um, write memories on strips of paper and use them to create a paper chain. I thought this was a really cute idea for kids, um, especially. Um, I like that in general. I, I mean, I like to balance out, like, my sad thoughts of grief and, with something like a good memory. So mm-hmm. I think that's a great way. Yeah. Um, hang a special decoration in memory of them or that reminds you of them. Uh buy a gift for the person and donate to ch- or donate to charity um gift wrap a box and make an opening in the top for others to share their memories about this person this way you don't have to openly share them in front of everyone and may not cause a, an upstir of emotions but you can take the time to maybe read one of those memories like every day after the holidays or as much as you see fit when you need them set a special memory place on memorial place at the table During the holiday meal, this was one that I I would not be okay with because I know personally Um, I couldn't be able to handle that. I'd lose it. I'd break down. I would would remove myself from the situation just because I don't – 
I couldn't imagine seeing that spot empty every year. Mm -mm. So, again... If if it works for you. Right. If it works for you, that's great. I just know, like, for me and my boundaries and my mental status, that will not bode well. Um, Another one was create a memorabilia table or corner where you can place photos, stuffed animals, toys, cards, and food. Again, it's the whole visual aspect. I don't know if I could actually handle that um, too much, I think, for me. Um, share one of the person's favorite foods or meals. Food can spark great memories. I thought this was a really great idea. I really like this because um, the person I lost does have a favorite food that is near and dear to my heart. Um, but I also have, we do this at my family party. Um, for anyone that has passed, we, it's like we take a shot. Mm. Or you can take a shot of water or whatever you want to take. Um, but it is a full celebration shot of that person in their life. That's awesome. I really like that. That's a great, great one. So there's another tip that's not in our tips. So, um, and the last one, which was my personal favorite, because this is something that like my family does on my dad's side. Um, we share our favorite stories of the person. So usually it's a nice way to share in their memory individually because we all have very different memories of that person so we get to kind of share our favorite of the person that was most recent to our loss um but that's all our notes for this topic do you have anything else you would like to say um i don't have any other tips because i this is again my first time going through it um i just want to say that if you are going through this, I definitely can understand what you're going through and that there will always be someone around you that is there for you, whether you know it or not. And that person will always be inside of your heart. You know, you do have those memories. You do have all of the time that they were here on this earth and cherish the people you have still on earth I think that that really um brought that to my attention more and more I mean I already feel like that but just knowing that you have only so much time you have to spend it with the loved ones make the best of your holiday seasons even when it's not the holidays and we will get through this together and I love you guys I think we we love you guys yeah we do we love you guys. So if you're struggling, don't be afraid to reach out to people that you may not normally lean on because I'm sure that they will be there for you. Yeah, you can always reach out to... I I think if you reached out to even like a long lost friend from past, they, you know, reach out. Mm-hmm. Just reach out. I think that is the biggest thing you can say, you can take away. Absolutely. Surround yourself with the people that mm-hmm. you care about. I hope this guy, this little survival guide for the holidays have helped we're titling it right in the fields as such um i would like to give a big thank you to you i know this was my topic because i wanted to talk about it but you wrote the show notes as my per my bet (laughs) (laughs) um and i think it i don't i think it couldn't have worked out better because this is a hard topic for me Mm -hmm. so thank you you're welcome um rate follow like and subscribe you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at tabletalk.podcast. And we will be signing off for now, but we love you and I hope you have a great holiday season. We'll see you next week.